We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. As always, you can download this, which is arm programming surrounding the DA show. From the normal DA show iTunes feed or podcast feed, radio.com as well, or its own podcast feed to search permission granted. You know, on the show earlier this week, you made fun of me, Mraz, for my day at City Field where I was invited by the franchise, by the club, (laughs) to come down and spend the National Anthem pregame on the field in the warning track. And I just want to let you know that I went last night, I took the Bourbon Bell, and the two of us were brought through. We were led through the bowels of City Field, through the tunnels. We saw the big water bottles that would be sold and the beers that were packed up and the giant ice machines. We walked through the tunnel where services come out onto the field. We walked through there. We line up with some other VIP fans. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay. On to the warning track. We listen to the beautiful rendition of the national anthem. Look up at the crowd wave. And then we went back in up to our seats, got some food, got some beers and watched the Mets with a big win. And Robinson Cano hit three home runs. So I'm sorry. You wanted to somehow judge me or try to embarrass me. Poo poo this event, but it was amazing. Yeah, there's a couple layers I want to peel back here, and because I think this does take us behind the scenes of the show, you getting an opportunity, by the way, after you know emailing Ron Swoboda, 1969 Met, you are working the business, you're around this, and yet this seemed to be a big deal to you to parade mm. around the warning track at City Field. And as of the morning of, you weren't even sure whether you were allowed out there for the national anthem or not, and now you're proclaiming we were out there for the anthem like you knew all along. You also just said the two of us were escorted past everything, and then through in the end, we lined up with some other VIPs. Yeah, the other idiots who all bought Met season tickets when they stink, and you were out there, I would say, what, 100 different people? How many people was it? More than that. More more than that! More than that! And you're waiting. So there were probably more people walking the warning track that were in the stands at that time. Wrong! And you want to take bells! Wrong! And and by the way, what was the thrill you got out of that, honestly? Well, you're on the field in the stadium. But you've had a zillion press passes where you've gotten to go on fields and stuff like that. That's still a big deal for you? Well, You I'm, kill me for wearing jerseys and being a fanboy, and then here you are saying this is like a, a great moment. Well, I think being I think being on the field or in locker rooms or behind the scenes, that's that to me is a really cool special 
moment. I always think it's cool and, and special. And to share that with somebody that you love, like your wife, I think is cool. And for me, you know, I go to so many games at City Field to be able to be on the field during the national anthem, on the warning track. I mean, touching the wall where, you know. They allowed you to touch the wall. Well, I didn't touch it. I don't think you were supposed to. Yeah, you were scared. I didn't want to do anything. They they really, they say, don't pick up any dirt. Don't take anything from the field. Probably have it roped off for you too, right? Um, It wasn't roped off, but they had people watching so that you didn't run out of the center field. Yeah, I remember when I I paraded around the warning track two years ago. I was two years ahead of you on this. To think about where Curtis Granderson or Yoannis Cespedes oh, went boy. up against the wall in the 2015 World Series. To you see win that one? The wall where David Wright's home run carried over. or You know, th- these are th- this is special to be down there. And for you to, to poo-poo it, I think, was really disrespectful. I had a great time. I'm sure and you then did. The night was perfect. We went and we got lobster nachos. Very good. Catch of the day is nachos. In the, the seafood place is nachos, tortilla chips. And then they put hot jalapeno peppers, and they put lobster meat on it. Oh, that sounds good. And then they put like a, a drizzle over top. I don't know. It's kind of like a light green drizzle. Some sauce. I've seen that. Are you sure it's not just like a salsa verde? No, it's more creamy. Like an avocado sauce? Maybe it's an avocado sauce. And then some cheese. And then I had myself a Corona. And the Bourbon Bell had herself a Montauk session. And you know what? We we had a great night. And Robinson Cano, it's three home runs. And it's kind of a cooler night because the winds came in and the rain had come in before. And, you know, you're just trying to act like, oh, this is so stupid no. that DA cares about it. No, because here's the bit. Number one, I think that's a great night. And if I had that opportunity... You'd be crowing. Oh, it would be all over Instagram by now. There's no doubt. So I'm trying not to be hypocritical here, but I will for a second. If I did this and did, you would have been uh, here. Look at this guy. He gets to, he goes to Radio Row every year. Meets, but suddenly this is a big deal. This that thing. Also, you treated it going in as if this was like a special personal. <laughs> they viewed you and buying tickets as that. When really you're just joining 500 other people up there, and I think you only care because you want to justify the fact that you bought Mets season tickets. No, that's what no, this comes down no, to. The team no. sucks. Your seats probably suck, and because you spent your harder money in now, there. Why do you say my seats suck? I don't know. I haven't sat up in them why because you, say- you know. I mean, you've gone to games by yourself before, inviting why? me to them. Why so. do you say they probably? Suck? Because I overheard you in the newsroom say you were sitting in the upper decks. Now, you would think, you know, a national midday host like yourself, by this point, you have some field-level seats. It's not the upper deck, okay? This is... 400 section is in the upper yes. deck? That says something about the stadium. Well, it's the upper deck, but it's not the upper deck back. It's the upper deck on the railing low, okay? okay? And again, nothing wrong with sitting and there. And I like these seats because they're almost to home plate, okay? They're in between the first base First base and home plate, and they're above the netting. I'm looking down over the netting, and I'm right on the rail. I'm closer to the actual don't, action don't than most this. people on field level. Don't I'm serious, do this. Because they're set Don't back. do this. You're what? higher up. Don't. I'm higher up. Don't I want to be the fu- there. Let me ask you. I want to be let there. Me ask you, I like these seats. Before you, if I've got seats, a view of the water. If you were so close, then why are those seats cheaper than those field level <laughs> seats that are supposedly further away? Well, because they they. Gash the people that want to be on the, the lower level. Look, there's nothing wrong with this. I well, they bought, don't suck. I bought, I'm, maybe suck was the wrong word. You don't have the greatest seats in the world. I like the seats. You I can think like they're them. greatest seats. You can like them. I like my body. I don't have the greatest body in the world. You're allowed to like things that aren't the greatest. That's the point dumb. is, you invested hard-earned money, yes. and I've seen you work hard. 
on seeing the Mets and buying a season ticket package for multiple years now, and for most of that time, the team has stunk. I'd, well, venture, I'd venture to all guess that, that you've seen more losses than wins, yes. and the idea that this year they plopped down a, a bull catalog <laughs> on you and said you could either go on the field, get a beach towel, get some kind of pack of cigarettes, get something else. You said, ooh, no I'm getting rewarded. You're the guy that goes to the ice cream store, gets the punch card, and when you've gotten 10, free, 10 ice creams, you get a free one, and you want to brag to all your friends, look, I got a free Sunday. You want to brag that you were on the field because you were the idiot that has bought tickets you know, the last I, four years. I have no problem buying tickets. You know, it's funny because the ticket rep that I have, who's actually a friend of Jolt and Joe DeLuisio's, always seems a little bit apologetic. Oh, are you okay? What, are you, you, you have to sell people mid-season tickets? And I think he's always trying to cheer me up, and I go, it's fine. I, I bought this ticket package knowing they could stink. I mean... Largely, the odds are the Mets are going to stink right. every year. You even have expectations. You are enjoy big. going to baseball games. The park's great. And of the course. excuse is great. Every single night that it comes up, I'm like, "Yeah, I got tickets. I got to go to the ballpark." Instead of being like, "Do you want to go? Should I buy tickets?" I or, get it. I, I get. get the, I, I get it. I have that many excuses to. Ju- I got. I got two dozen excuses every year to just be like, "I'm going out to the ballpark because I got tickets." So I but love it. It doesn't matter if they stink D- or not. Da, the morning of this potential event. You were not even sure who the Mets were playing, the excuse to go with the tickets. So don't tell me you didn't circle well, walking on the track as the big reward for buying tickets. You don't even know who they're playing in these games when you wake up in the morning. it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you just want to have your moments. I get You to don't go- get enough camera time to watch the year. You <laughs> no. have to wave up at the jumbo train. You practice your wave as if anybody gave a hoot. It doesn't matter who they play because I just want to go out to the ballpark. It doesn't matter who they play. I just want to go out to the ballpark and have a beer and a hot dog and sit outside and watch baseball. That's I don't care right. who. I would do this at a minor league ball, but in the end, okay, of, and I love the. But Mets. DA, what we're learning here, what we're uncovering from this moment is much like me when I do something right on the show and I don't get any credit for it, I only get the negative. What you're seeing here is you wanted the wax, you wanted the pat on the back for buying Mets season tickets, so <laughs> no, the Mets gave you. I don't. You wanted it. You wanted that moment to soak it up and say the Mets appreciate me. Let me wave to the crowd, and there's nothing wrong with that. My name is on the dugout. By you, the way. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is. But all of this with you with the Mets is anything I'm talking about. Like, hey, DA, I actually booked a guest today, and I want a pat on the back. Like, it's the same thing. I don't understand how it's the same. It's just because you you did something. I'm not looking to be patted on the back. This is just a nice reward for having purchased this ticket. Package. That is the definition of looking to be patted on the back. I don't need to be patted on the back. Then why do you need to climb? Because it's a nice gift. Because it's a pat on the back. No, because it's a nice bonus value. I like the experience. If they were like, you know, one of the other things is you can go on the field with a Q&A with, like, the managers and the coaches. Oh, who cares? And, well, personally, for me, we interview so many players and coaches all the time that that didn't necessarily wasn't a hook and a bobblehead, whatever, you know. But I get to be on the field for National Anthem. That's not something that a media credential or money can buy. So okay. Like, then just if if that's what you're saying, you don't want the pat on the back and it wasn't about you, right? No, it was just about no. then just answer me this one question. Okay. Who sung the national anthem? Well, I don't know. Because you weren't paying attention because it was all about no, you no, looking no, up no, at the no, crowd no. and waving. No, I, I was paying attention. It was uh it was a young man. You're going to feel very guilty about this. Oh, young, come on. He was a young man and he was disabled. And so he was not a, he was not an, inf- he, w- he was not a famous or popular like singer. But you were aware of who was singing at the time. Yeah, I was looking at the jumbo Well, this ruins my whole bit. Thanks for making me feel guilty yeah, and terrible. you feel like total crap. I should, now yes. I do feel like crap. My point was going to be that I'm sure you probably weren't paying attention because you were so just, everybody look oh, at me no, and wave. no, no. I was I was watching the jumbotron with his uh, face on the big screen, and everybody was singing along. And of course, because 
it was a bit of a struggle for him to get through. You it guys was, helped him along. He, yeah, there was a cheering at the end. Everybody That's kind of a nice a standing moment. ovation. It was. All it was right. really good. All right, so, so you maybe should, maybe you're not selfish. You should feel pretty terrible. All right, I feel terrible, but the point still change, still stands. You didn't have to do it, and you didn't even know who they were playing. It was all about you, you, you. Well, by the time I got to the ballpark, I realized they were playing the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Looked down on the ticket and saw it finally. <laughs> <laughs> and Canelo had three home runs, and I have to say that, you know, I was there for Well, it. I'm glad you could be rewarded. Just think of that next time when I'm looking to be rewarded. <laughs> Side B, permission granted profiles coming up, and a D-alien by the name of Reed Phillips Radio, who tweets into the show regularly, excited to hear this. Here's Side B. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Moraz, host of Side B of the PGP and the executive producer of the DA Show. Your permission granted profiles are brought to you by me because I am the one that keeps doing them to please DA. So please follow me on Twitter at CBS. And joining us this week on another permission granted profile, we go back to the listener well with somebody who you've definitely heard their Twitter handle before throughout the show, Reed Phillips Radio. Reed, welcome aboard the PGP. Well, thank you. I I appreciate it uh, being invited into uh, into the profile section. Yeah, I'm. Well, let's be honest. You invited yourself, but that worked enough for me. <laughs> you know, whatever gets the job done, man. <laughs> whatever gets the job done. <laughs> All right. So let's get into a little bit about yourself here. First and foremost, your handle's Reed Phillips Radio. So when you put radio on there, frankly, are you somebody that works in radio? I am. I am. I uh, I do a uh, classic rock morning show. Uh, that ends just prior to uh, you guys coming on. So when I'm uh, done and off the air, I just pop on some sports talk, and uh, the DA show has just been always one of my favorites. All right, so that's actually cool. So you do a classic rock morning show. Whereabouts? Uh, In Paducah, Kentucky is uh, where I do a classic rock morning show, Uh, but I also work on an alternative station and a country station, and I've... uh, been up and down the dial, you know. You know how it rolls in radio sometimes. Of course. See, this is I find this really awesome because you're a really passionate listener of ours on the DA show and always interactive. And for somebody that works in radio, you, I, I think you get a little bit of what we do and, and how we have to go about things, probably more so than any other listener. So what about the DA show specifically as somebody who works in radio is something that, uh, you know, we that you got drawn to? It's, it's just different than the sports talk I grew up listening to, uh, which, by the way, is in Kansas City. Uh, little side note, my in- I had an internship. You know, to get into radio, you usually have to start at an internship. For sure. We all up, did. All of these things. I used to intern for uh, 610 in Kansas City. Mm. That, ha- that happens to be where DEA was for I don't know, uh, what was it, five years or so, give or take. So were you, there, were you there when DA was there? I was not. I was there when it was a country station, and you've never seen more 50-plus-year-olds get so cranky when you take away their classic country and turn on sports. <laughs> nobody, li- nobody likes a flip. Okay, so you were there before DA was there. Yeah. Uh, so doing all the music stuff you've done, have you had, ever had an interest in doing sports radio yourself? No, uh, I don't think I could do it. Uh, you guys have a very uh, just unique way of doing the uh, sports talk and weaving the the personalities in and out of the, of of the of the of the speech of the of the presentation. And 
I don't know that I could do a sports talk because that is a lot of talking. Uh, I, I need to take a break every now and then. I need to have my caffeine. I need to have my sandwiches. I need to, uh, I need, that's why I need the music breaks. I listen, I get my sandwiches in plenty on the air if you ever watch watchda.com. Okay, all right. So now you're in Paducah, Kentucky, right? Yeah. All right. Correct. And you started as an intern in Kansas City. How yeah. did you where did you grow up? You grew up in Kansas City? I grew up in Kansas City, born and raised, so those are all of my favorite teams. So you're a Chief Chiefs, and Royal Royals, fan. Absolutely. Um, sporting KC, all of them. But uh made my way uh around a couple of different stations in town there. Went up to Battle Creek, Michigan for a little while. Wow. I used Don't to even know where walk. that is. Uh, you know, I if, if we weren't on the phone, I could show you because Michigan is shaped like a hand. <laughs> and now you're going to be my geography teacher. I love it. And on the left side of the hand, that's where Battle Creek is. But they make cereal there. So I would walk out of the station every night and you could smell what cereal they were making. What do you mean? Like all the cereals are there? Well, uh, Kellogg's is there. Oh, wait. Ke- so Kellogg's is based in Battle Creek, Michigan. You know, as a sports guy myself, that you'd think that's the geography I'd know where Kellogg's is made. Yeah, well, it's it's. I mean, it was amazing. You could walk out and go, oh, oh, yep, it, it's a, it's kind of a fruity pebbles night, or it's a uh, whatever fruit cereal kind of night. You'd walk out and you could smell. Oh, that's what they're making today. And that was kind of an amazing thing. So I spent some time in Michigan, main way away down here to Kentucky. I uh, told myself I had career goals, be here for a couple of years. That was in 2006. 13 years later. Is this because of, uh, you know, a, a love situation? Uh, how did- yeah, I got hooked. My, I found, my, uh, found a girlfriend, fiancé. Now, wife, and uh, we've been married for what year is this? Uh, nine years. Nine, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate. You're getting close to the ten year. I wouldn't hesitate to ask how many years you've been married. That's so. That's awesome. So you end up grow up in Kansas City, up to Michigan, following you know radio goals and being a radio lifer. And I I understand that. Although I only moved six houses from my parents at one point. Now I'm moving a couple houses away. But DA's moved all over the map. And you end up now settling down in Kentucky for all these years because you you know you met what now is your wife. I, yeah. I find that pretty awesome. So she is she into sports? Like, if you sit down and watch a Chief game, will she be into it? She, um, when I met her, she despised football. Now she tolerates football. Okay. Uh, you can deal with tolerating. Because tolerating, I, you don't get asked to get off the couch on a Sunday. As long as they correct. tolerate. The big, the big surprise is that she is a huge hockey fan. So Wait, and she's but, from Kentucky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and our team is the Nashville Predators because Nashville is literally a, a ninety-minute drive. What? See, okay. So now you you've listened to the show long enough to know that you know my mind kind of gets blown with some of this some of this stuff. Where you know originally I was way off on how far Boise would be from Cleveland and yep. all of this. So I have been to Nashville. I went to Nashville back in November. I loved it. Great city. Matter of fact, my parents and my sisters are all leaving for Nashville on Sunday night. Or Saturday night, they're going back down for a couple nights. We're big country music fans in our family and everything like that. But you're telling me, and I drove from Nash from Atlanta to Nashville because I had a wedding, and that was whatever it took me, three hours. I yeah. could have gotten in a car from Nashville and gotten to Kentucky in 90 minutes? Oh, you could have gotten to Kentucky in about 45, give or take. How is but, that possible? Uh, Isn't Kentucky right near Cincinnati? Are you really blowing my mind now? 
Well, well, we're in the uh, what is the west end of Kentucky. So uh, we're in a little corner next to Tennessee, Missouri, and Arkansas. Okay. All right. So then, in theory, if you're close enough to Missouri, then maybe you're not catastrophically far from Kansas City. Uh, it's about an eight-hour gig to Kansas City. Jeez, but now it's eight hours to Kansas City and 90 to Nashville. So, all right, so hold on. She was a big – let me get circle back because forget all the right. fact that I'm an idiot. She ends up being a big Nashville Predator fan, but the Predators haven't been – obviously haven't been there forever. They were an expansion team. It doesn't seem that long ago, but, I, you know, I guess, you know, uh, at this 20, point – About 25 years-ish. That's crazy. You know, that's actually crazy that it's been 25 years. So, I guess, you know, how, and how old are you guys? Uh, Old enough. Old enough. Uh, okay. I, I shouldn't be asking the age, but I am. I am. Uh, I am just a couple years younger than DA. Okay. All right. So for the most part, then that you guys, every you guys grew up with the Nashville Predators. I mean, they yeah, they but, were in existence. So, man, that just shows you when you put put a hockey team in Nashville and you got fans outreaching to Kentucky, even though if it's ninety minutes, that's nuts. So you guys make it down to Nashville for any games? Go to Bridgestone. I loved going to Bridgestone. Love going to. Although we haven't been able to in the last couple of years. Because we have a two-year-old daughter now, oh, so uh, all, that time has been sucked away. And uh, eventually, we hope to get uh, back down to see some more hockey games. But man, it's tough with a two-year-old. Which, by the way, congratulations on your upcoming uh, yeah. uh, little baby coming in. Yeah, it's, uh, I went to Bye Bye Baby, uh, which is a baby store. I'm assuming a lot of people have them to register for a baby yeah. last week and. For baby shower stuff, and I, my head was blown. I didn't even know a baby needed this much stuff. It is going to be a whirlwind till December. But I, appreciate, Dude, I appreciate that. Uh, just I, will, I, I will tell you, don't forget, put some weird stuff on your registry for yourself. Oh, it I have. Will, it will pay off. I got uh, Ninja Turtle toys out the wazoo just for myself because I, I got this, I got that just for me. Just because people will see it on the registry and they'll go, oh, okay, why not? Yeah, I went and I scanned all the snacks in the front of the store, like the cookies and some Cheez-Its and stuff like that. So that's that's all on the registry. So were you a hockey fan in Kansas City? Or like, was it one of those she had to tolerate football and then you had to tolerate hockey when you met her in Kentucky? No, I I loved hockey. Uh, I also loved soccer. Um, But uh, I loved hockey because I grew up with the Kansas City Blades in the IHL uh, that I don't think exists anymore. but uh, And so I, I had a minor league team in Kansas City that I went to probably uh, three or four games a year as a kid. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So how about that? And you know, I always thought the NHL belonged in Kansas City, and there was a rumor forever that the Islanders would eventually move there, and then that never happened, even when they opened up the Sprint Center. But Man, you know, when the Sprint Center opened up and the Pittsburgh Penguins were looking about moving – Oh, I was so thrilled we were going to get a team, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, that sucks. That's not right. It's not right, but I guess a lot of Kansas Cityans, from what I saw this past uh, playoff run, all ended up becoming St. Louis Blues fans in the same state, but that that makes a lot of sense. So I, I guess before we wrap here, Reed, and this really this conversation's I, – I, I love it. I can tell you're a radio guy. You're a very easy guy to talk to. Um, so you got you say we follow you when you get off the air doing your classic rock show. Did you get yeah. into the show only when we were in this current time slot, or have you been listening to the DA show before that? Well, I uh, I did catch a little. I I our I was still in Kansas City when DA arrived, so I did catch a little of his uh, show there. Okay, and, and then you kind of lost DA until we moved to this time slot. And to, uh, well, I 
found you by accident uh, on the overnights. I was going in to do my morning show, gotcha. and I would always catch the last hour and the epic fail. And so thus I refound uh, DA and you on the overnight, and then I followed you to uh, the whatever slot, and then... The evenings, yeah. Yeah, and then this one's a lot easier to listen to. <laughs> well, I've been getting that a lot from people. I've been getting that a lot. Well, Reed... Thank you so much for this conversation, man. It was really good getting to know you and, you know, just another listener as we've gone through, you know, whether it's Hurricane Jen and whether or not she actually has radio ties up in Albany, New York. You actually do in Kentucky. Obviously, when you talk about Dixieland Dan down in Mississippi and Louis and Palmdale, California, that's why I really love doing this. You kind of, it's like putting the pins in a map and you kind of check off where everybody's from and, and you just really put you in a circle of, wow, you know, how many people we really reach out to throughout this country where everything apparently I think is separated by two hours. It can be. Time travel will happen eventually, and uh, we will have Jetsons-style travel any day now. I'm certain of it. <laughs> Reed, thanks so much. You can follow Reed at Reed Phillips Radio on Twitter. Reed, I appreciate it, man. Keep Keep grinding with that classic rock show. I love it. Hey, Mirage, you guys have a hey, a kick, kick butt kind of day. And that'll do it for this week's PGP. Reed Phillips Radio, great guy. Could tell he's in the radio business. Just casual conversation, blowing my mind with the fact that he can live in Kentucky and be 90 minutes from Nashville. Radio lifer. I love it. How about Cereal, the Kellogg's factory in Battle Creek, Michigan? I learned a lot today. You know what this PG profile? I think was more about me learning things than it was actually talking to Reed, which is an interesting twist. Or maybe not if you listen to the show. Well, this is Mraz, and this has been Side B of the Permission Granted Podcast, the PG Profile, and the PGP in general. Have a good week, everyone. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 